I can't remember a time in my life where someone hasn't hated me. From a young child, I was labelled too loud, too wild, too much. Somehow, despite it all, it has never fazed me. Don't get me wrong, of course at times my ego has a pity party, but it's always been short-lived and the judgement of others has only fueled me to be even louder. I've survived childhood abuse, eating disorders, heartache, homelessness, substance abuse and everything in between. Join me as I dive into it all and hopefully my rambles can encourage you to be your most outspoken self. Let's get controversial together. Hey guys, it's been a while, uh, assuming you've listened to the previous episodes and you're a regular listener, otherwise if you've listened to this episode first, hi, welcome. Um, I am, first of all, I'm completely winging this episode, don't know what I'm going to go into because it's been a while since I've done an episode with everything that's going on and um, I just haven't got my shit together but I want to... I really wanted to be consistent with this um, and, yeah, I really wanted to consistently put these podcasts out and obviously I had to take a break because of everything. Um, but, yeah, I just I don't care what I put out. If I can skip through the whole episode, if you find this one boring, too bad, so sad. Um, my goal is to just keep these coming out. So I also am going to be quite puffed out. I'm not well at the moment. Um, we've come down with this random-ass virus Um, and even just walking from my bedroom to the kitchen is puffing me and talking is exhausting. So excuse my panting (laughs) and deep breathing, but yeah, anyway, if you are a regular listener and you've listened to the previous ones, happy new year. I hope you all had a beautiful new year. Um, obviously our new year was different to what I anticipated. So, you know, really this episode will be briefly touching on mental health. And this is something that Um, I've gone into regularly on my blogs and something that I'll continually talk about in different aspects because, you know, I've struggled with my own mental health. It's been a huge part of my life, Um, family members' mental health, my children's mental health. um, And it's just a topic that I think needs a hell of a lot more discussion, discussions in every capacity, Um, whether we're speaking about experience, whether it's, you know, just speaking um, on something I may have read or heard or something I might feel is helpful Um, there's just mental health is, uh, we come up, we pretend that we talk about it a lot, but we actually don't because it's an uncomfortable subject for so many people. And I don't think that there's any healing or any progression in comfort. I think we have to, in order to heal and be authentic and get things done and, um, create more awareness is to have more in-depth conversations. And I know that, a lot of the things I talk about make a lot of people uncomfortable, but that's where, you know, I'll wear this um, crown of the controversial queen. Like if it makes you uncomfortable, good. You know, that's where growth happens when we're uncomfortable, when we step out of our comfort zone. Um, and it's a lot easier to turn our, you know, eyes and pretend we don't know about something, um, you know, or it's not our problem, but yeah, I'll just keep sharing anywhere I can. So um, yeah, today I'll just briefly touch on, you know, what's been happening and my, um, absence from social media, like I've still been there, but not in the capacity that I usually am. Um, and my goal, you know, was to be more active on social media and and pushing this as my career. And, you know, I've suddenly just taken this complete big step back, you know, one step forward, 20 steps back. Um, and, 
That's uh, because, so some of you would know, some maybe don't, haven't known or realised, um, just before, a couple of days before uh, New Year's Eve, um, my best friend in the world, um, she attempted to take her own life. Now, I this is her story to share and she's given me permission for the people that get so triggered. Um, she's given permission for me to speak about um, my experience in the matter and um, I'm very grateful that I've got a platform because I know her story, I know her story is going to save lives and, and be really helpful um, and I'm glad I've got this platform for when she's ready to share, you know, all the details that we can go into that and she can share it via here and get her message out to a bigger audience. But, um, you know, I'll touch on the, on the little things that she's okay with me sharing and, you know, I'll go into more when she's, um, authentically and openly shared, you know, the details behind that. So, um, yeah, I, um, everything's become a blur. Honestly, it's, what's the date now? We're like nearly two weeks into January. It's the 11th of January and I'm still all over the place. It just like smashed me into this. Just, I, I had, and it's not, this is not her fault. And this is, um, if she listens to this, I don't want her to feel any guilt of that. It's just been, I, I've made no secret of struggling with my own mental health for so long and, um, you know, the, the affair with Dave and having to keep everything silent when I'm a person that, you know, that really likes to vocalize and talk things out. Like there's just been so much, you know, the homelessness and, you know, coming in here, I thought I'd feel better, but it's just like everything just keeps piling up and I just feel like I haven't dealt with anything. And it's just, it's been overwhelming. It's been really, really overwhelming. And so there were a lot of factors. And then, you know, this was sort of just the thing that broke the camel's back for me feel with my exhaustion levels and being able to just mentally cope with what's around me, you know, like, it's like, I'm, I'm holding onto this log in this, you know, big fucking wave. And then suddenly the log got swept out from underneath me. So, um, I, my friend had been going through a lot, um, and I've been trying to help her through that the best way I know how, cause it's such a fucking big thing that she's going through. I don't even think trained professionals, you know, will really know how to navigate through that. But, um, she'd been going through a lot and I'd been there for her and, um, you know, I'd spoken to her the night before it happened. Um, I'd spoken to her and reflecting back on that conversation, I could, really see her disassociating a lot but I just put it down I mean she's our whole life she's always been big for she'll just stare get a comfortable stare that comfortable stare staring into the space and you'll be like oi like when you're talking to her and we were having this conversation she was doing that a lot just staring in space and you'd say something and you'd be like and then she'd finally you know come back and and start talking and stuff so I, there was more of that than what usually was. And in the moment, I didn't think anything of it, but reflecting back, I can see that was probably a bit of a warning sign that she wasn't there okay. But again, with everything that was going on in her life right now, it was to be expected, right? She's got some really big things happening. And um, yeah, so we were having a conversation and, you know, laughing and getting along. And, and I, I left that conversation in a place of feeling like, you know, yeah, that's she's such a fucking soldier, man. She's going to troop through this and we're going to find a way to get through this and, you know, things will be okay. Because when I tell you this friend is the most positive, uplifting, you know, find a good in every situation person, you know, she's always, it's so funny because I'll, 
I'll be queen of whinging or ranting or whatever. And, you know, she's just complete opposite and, you know, is always like everything for a reason. Trust the process. You know, she's just the most beautiful energy that you'll ever come across and the most authentic person. You know, I'm so authentic and open and honest, but she's just like this beautiful version of that authenticness. You know, she's just got so much love for everyone and sees the good in every situation and every person. And yeah, she's just beautiful. So well, left that conversation feeling good. And um, the day that it happened, I actually thought about her a lot, um, but I got swept up in the, the chaos of trying to get, I had that day to myself and I was trying to run around and get last minute Christmas presents and get the wrapping done and, you know, sort out all the little bits and pieces that had to happen um, before Christmas. So yeah, this was the 23rd. Sorry, it wasn't a few days before Christmas Eve. It was the 23rd. I'm pretty sure. God, I don't know. Again, it's all becoming a blur. Um, so anyway, so I kept thinking about her and I thought, oh no, I'll ring later. I'll ring later. You know, you just kitchen yourself. Oh, I'll talk to her later. I'll text later. You know, I'll check in later. I'm a bit busy because I, in our conversations, you know, we'll often get on the phone and you think it'll be a 10 minute call, but we'll talk for four hours, you know? So um, I just thought, oh, you know, I'll talk to her later. She's okay. And I hadn't heard from her and I thought, oh, you know, she's probably super busy as well, like whatever. And that night I'd put my, I've got two phones um, and one of my phones I put on aeroplane mode to go on the charger to charge faster. Um, I think I was going to maybe do a live stream. And um, anyway, one of my other phones was on silent on the lounge. And I'd come out and I picked up my phone and I saw I'd had a message from her partner on TikTok saying, could you please ring um, blah, blah, blah. Um, I don't know if she wants, I'm sure everyone knows who it is by now. <laughs> I don't know. I, that was so awkward. Okay. So my friend is Phoebe. I, I'm, I'm sure everybody's pieced that together right now. And I'm just going to put that out there now because I know I'll eventually say the story later and burst out a name. Um, so yeah, so he said, could you please ring Phoebe? I'm really worried about her. And I thought it was really odd for him to message me on TikTok. So I was like, wait, what? And I went to my other phone and I put it off airplane mode and um, messages come in from him there. So he tried to message me there as well. So then my gut sort of dropped and I thought, oh, if he's trying to message me on multiple platforms, something must be wrong. So I rang him up and I said, what's, what's wrong? I said, look, I'm really worried. And again, I won't go into the details of that phone call right now, but um, he said, can you try and ring her? So I tried to ring and I said, maybe she's just blocking her, you know, like you're annoying. <laughs> um, and so I tried to ring her and at first the phone wasn't ringing. And I was like, oh, I don't, well, maybe she's got a phone off. Like, I don't know, I'm a bit worried. Can you go and look at this particular spot? And um, yeah, like, like go looking for her because you couldn't find her. And so then um, her phone started ringing. It must have been cutting in and out of service because she lives in a rural area. And I, um, I tried to ring and it was just ringing out. And so I sent a few messages. And so this started to get me worried because I thought if she's not answering my calls, I don't feel right about this. Like just my blood went cold immediately. Um, so I kept ringing and ringing and messaging, um, begging her to talk to me. Um, and then... Um, yeah, he was going to go and look for her. Um, I got a text message from him to say that her, her car was there where he went. And um, <clears throat> so I just sort of expected him to find her and, you know, then she'd ring me and be like, oh, my God, drama queen, like <laughs> fucking calm down, Patsyanna. And um, it was about 15 or 20 minutes past and... 
um, I hadn't heard anything. So I think I'd messaged in the meantime going, what's happening? Like I'm worried. And then, um, I got a phone call, um, I got a phone call, um, fuck, (laughs) to, um, anyway, to say that he'd found her and, um, he'd had to resuscitate her. So I think a lot of people, when they think of, um, when they hear, you know, of someone's attempted suicide, they're really thinking it's not in a very bad manner, but this was really, really bad. And um, I hadn't even grasped the full concept of what was happening at that time. Um, I could hear her in the background um, gasping for air. Um, Yeah. Um, Anyway, um, he had called an ambulance and he'd, like, I just, it was a bit of a mess um, and a bit of a blur from then. And, you know, I'd said, ring me um, when you know what the hell is happening. And that was the longest wait of my life. Um, I obviously didn't know what was happening. And the longer that time went on, the more freaked out and concerned I was getting. Um, and in my head, I'm still trying to tell myself, oh, well, you know, she was breathing like it's fine. Like she had to be fine, right? People are fine if they're breathing. Um, and uh, <clears throat> I eventually got a phone call and he said that um, it took him a while to work on her, um, uh, SES and ambulance and everyone. And she was being transported to hospital and he was driving behind. And, um, yeah, it was full on. She was... Um, put in a coma and there was a machine breathing for her and um that's all like it was a lot so we we didn't know what to expect um you know at first we were waiting to hear of scans and and work out if she was going to be okay and then we sort of got the knowledge of okay she's physically going to survive this um but we weren't sure if um we weren't sure if she was going to be okay, um, as in brain damage. They wouldn't know the extent of brain damage until she woke up. And that was a tough couple of days as well. That was really like just so exhausting because, you know, you're trying to convince yourself of the best, but everything you're reading online is giving you the worst possible outcome because people shouldn't survive what she survived. And she's she fucking survived, you know. Um, so during that time, I I didn't sleep. I couldn't sleep. I was getting flashes and images. Like I wasn't even physically there, but I was getting images of what it must have looked like and the surroundings. And uh, because it happened at night and that phone call happened at night, I become afraid of the dark. I've still, I'm still afraid of the dark at the moment. I can't leave a light off. I don't like to be in the dark. I need some form of light on. Um, and I don't like to be alone. I'm really scared to be in a room alone. Um, so Morrison still sleeps with me. So at night time, you know, I've got him there, but, um, I've been hanging out just sitting near the kids a lot more instead of like, you know, over nighttime, we'd sort of want to have our own space, but I'm just sort of hovering around them, not in a way that makes them feel, um, that anything's wrong, but just, yeah, I just feel anxious and so those first few days were horrible I couldn't sleep and 
um, <clears throat> I kind of like was scared to go to sleep and wake up and find out anything bad and whatever. But um, somehow she defied all odds and she woke up and she is, was alert and she remembered who she was and she remembered everything. And I just think that's an absolute credit to her and proves the strength and determination of this person, of my friend. Um, she is literally the smartest person I have ever met. You know, the knowledge that this woman has and um, the information that she's absorbed from, you know, life and learning and, you know, teaching herself and reading everything, you know, she just she's incredible and I just I cannot wait for one day for you know hopefully have her on here and all of my social media and her sharing her story and her experiences and just she's just she's just an amazing soul and everybody that meets her you know absolutely falls in love with us so I think her survival um is really just a testament to the strength that she has and and how strong her brain is like to have fucking survived that and come out of this you know okay and there are still things she still has to have an MRI and see a neurologist and, you know, she's not completely out of the clear, but like as compared to what the alternative of people, you know, that you know, try to unalive themselves in the way that she did, you know, it's, yeah, it's just astounding that she's okay today and I'm, I'm so fucking thankful. But, you know, I also wholeheartedly believe, I don't care what you believe in, whether it's God or, whatever there's something there is something bigger than us and we can't ever fucking deny that but she's supposed to be here somebody something out there whether it's god whether it's the universe whether it's several gods whether it's motherfucking nature something bigger than us allowed her to survive that and i know that it's for a fucking reason this woman is supposed to heal and change fucking lives and i think you know, it just goes to show because I was, I was driving and, and when I first briefly touched on my social media about this experience and why I was a little bit quiet now, I said, you know, check in on your friends. And when I got to see her, because I obviously like I had to go and be with her and I found someone to mind my kids and I am so thankful a friend came into the house and watched my kids so I could go and be with her. And um, I said to her, I said, you know, I've said check in on your friends, but I, I checked in on her. Uh, she was happy or seemingly happy like well you know there's stuff going on but not in a place where I thought would she do that and um you know checking on her friends doesn't do shit really like she knows that um I'm there for her she knows that I would support her she knows but it wasn't enough you know checking in on your friends is not enough and I think that's you know one of the powerful things that can come from her story is literally it is the happiest strongest people that are doing you know, taking their lives and attempting to take their lives and checking in on people is not enough. We need to do more. We need to give people the tools to fucking heal. We need to give people strategies how to cope in those situations. We need to normalize not being okay. Like we need to normalize healthy, open discussions about this. We like, there's just so much more that needs to happen from this. And yeah, it's been a big fucking wake up call for me, but I'm still really fucking rattled by it. I still feel on edge. I'm still fucking terrified. Like I know that she's in a better, stronger place because the person that attempted to take their life, like that's not my friend. That's not my friend. Like my friend is so considerate that she literally, I've said this to her, like 
I know the person that she is, she would, if she was going to do that, she would literally time it in a manner that would suit everyone else's schedule to host a funeral, you know, not right before Christmas. Um, and so it, it, she wasn't in her body when, you know, she did that. I know that, you know, there's a breakdown and we have to just crack that open of how do we help people before it gets to that point. Um, I don't even know if this is making sense. Probably not. I'm all over the fucking shop. Um, you know, our Christmas obviously wasn't what it should be. I had to like put on a brave face for the kids and, you know, still make it a magical time for them. And Hendrix's birthday was Boxing Day, obviously. And that was hell for me as well, you know. When I, as soon as it happened, all I wanted to do was get in my car and go and be near her. But I know that she would have been angry at me if I had have taken away Christmas from my kids, if I hadn't have, you know, given them Christmas and Hendrix's birthday and been there with them. So um, I really tried to honour her in that moment, which was really hard for me to do as well, going back and forth. And, you know, when um, she got out of hospital, um, we went back to her house and then um, we come back over here to celebrate New Year's Eve over here. And um, that was really beautiful to just have her here and hold her in that presence. But it's it's terrifying because I'm just, I, she's not near me at the moment and now I'm afraid, like I'm afraid when I'm not on the phone to her, I'm afraid when she's not near me because I don't ever want her to break again and I'm not there to fucking stop it because I just, I wouldn't cope. I don't think I would cope without her. Like this is the person. And I think this is one of the things that rattled me and broke me so hard as well is this is the person that was there for me when my dad passed away. And I'm like, well, if I don't have my rock, <laughs> how do I get through it? Like she was my go-to person. So, you know, no matter what's ever happened and, you know, little disagreements we've ever had. Um, we're always there for each other when needed. And so, yeah, it was hard to not have your person to go to in that moment. And yeah, it's been, it's been really overwhelming. And when we got back, um, when they left, um, you know, her and the kids went back over, um, she's got things to sort out and then hopefully is coming back here to stay with me. But, um, she, Oh, I'm trying to catch my brain. I can't even function. Um, yeah, so when they left, I have just hit a wall. Like I just, the last couple of weeks, I haven't left the house. Like we've gone, I've done a click and collect to, you know, from shop to boot where I don't even have to go into the shop um, for little bits and pieces that we've had here uh, needed. Um, because, I, yeah, I, I just, I don't know, I'm not coping. Like, I'm just a fucking mess. It's just been the thing that's made me just go, I can't get my shit together now and feel really overwhelmed. And then Hendra's caught this virus and now I've got this virus and it's just been a really exhausting few weeks um, and my anxiety is, like, fucking crippling me. But I have made the decision that I think I want to go and speak with a doctor about going on antidepressants. Um, I just... I have felt myself slipping further and further of like slipping further away of who I am or knowing what I want or having the ability to just function. Like I know all of the tools. I know them all. I know mindset and meditation and chakras and this and that and all these beautiful things, but I can't seem to put it into place right now. And I'm just so overwhelmed because I don't have um I feel like in these moments we really need a community we need a support network and I don't have someone to come in and you know take over and you know take the kids down to their classes for me that afternoon or you know tell me to go and just have the day to myself or 
you know, go to bed when I want to because I've got children on the spectrum and it takes me hours to get them to sleep sometimes. Like I can't go and I can't go to the toilet on my own without kids there. Like I just, I don't have support around me and so I'm not getting to do the tools that I want to do. So I feel like I just need that little bit of support um, just to help me get the strength to do all of those things, you know, to find a balance, to be like, okay, I'm going to get up. I am going to shower now. I am, you know, the other day I didn't shower for days. Like I just can't get my shit together. So I'm like, okay, I can recognize that I need a bit of support now. And, you know, I'm very like, I'm natural. I don't like medications, but, you know, I think in some circumstances they're needed. And I know, um, ideally, ideally, look, ideally I would, wouldn't need to have them. Ideally I would be able to get up. I'd go to the gym cause that would make me really happy. And I would, you know, get to have all of those good endorphins flowing. And, um, you know, then I would come home and I would have a healthy breakfast and I would have a shower and I would, you know, brush my hair and put on a nice outfit and I'd get some housework done. And I, like in an ideal world, I'd be able to do all of the things, but that's not my world right now because I don't have the support. I can't go to the gym. There's no one to watch my kids. I can't come in and do certain things because I'll come in and there's a meltdown happening with one of them, you know, triggering the other one off or the TV was too loud or a tag was still on clothing or, you know, whatever it may be. But yeah, so until I can have the strength to do all the other stuff and ignore you know, the, the hassles around us. Um, I, I need that bit of support, but yeah. So it's been, it's been a wild ride and, you know, it's, it's just so crazy that I don't even know what I'm trying to get out. I'm fucking tired, man. I'm exhausted. And, you know, for my OG followers, People would have noticed there was a slippery slope and I really started to unravel during the period of homelessness. And it wasn't just the period of homelessness. By that stage, you know, I was still in this, you know, stupid affair that was happening with Dave and that was starting to wear me down. And then, you know, we become homeless and um, I thought we'd be okay. I really didn't anticipate it would take so long. And I'm just telling you, seven months of being in that position really fucking breaks you. It really does. And I truly thought when I got a a house, a home again, everything would be okay. But I still, you know, we've been here, what, a year and a bit. I don't feel like this is my home. Like it still just doesn't feel like a home. I don't feel like I'm secure. And I think that's probably because I'm aware of this rental crisis now and how easily it is to become homeless and I don't think I'll feel secure until we can one day own a home you know the next when the lease is up again you know maybe the owners will want to sell maybe they'll want to move friends in maybe they'll want to move back in like you just it's so unpredictable and I just can't I don't think I'll ever feel at home until I can hopefully one day buy a home now so you know I I expected just this magical cure when I got into this home and it hasn't happened I just sunk deeper and deeper and I think it was also as well on top of you know that sense of no security in your life which is a really daunting feeling to have um especially when you've got children you know and you're supposed to make sure that they are secure and you can't even live with that thought of going yeah they're good I've got their backs you know um but I think I was in like 
just survival mode during that period of homelessness. Like I just had to just, I just had to keep going, had to keep going, had to keep going, had to keep going, had to make it work, had to work, had to hustle, had to, you know, pay for motels, had to just fight, 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 fight. And then we've got the home and now I'm like, oh, I'm fucking exhausted. And there's been no time to recover physically, mentally. And then you chuck on the Dave shit and, um, yeah, it's just become a lot. And then the kids and their moods and their behaviours, it really takes its toll on you. And, um, you know, I touched on this briefly with my friend the other day of, you know, not being able to speak your truth. It drowns you. Your silence literally drowns you. And I, I'm such an open person and I'm such an open book. And, you know, after I've been abused as a sexually abused as a child and for me, I really found healing in speaking up. And I think that's probably because, you know, you were forced to keep this big, dark secret. And then it's like this big weight is lifted on you, off you when you can share it. So, um, you know, for me, I, I really purging things is healing for me, talking about it, getting it out, putting it out there, you know, and it's not for everyone. You might think that's wrong, but I, that's how I heal. That's how I deal with things. And it feels better for me to do so. And, you know, with this Dave thing, you know, I had to be a secret, it had to be a secret, 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 secret. Four years of keeping something a secret, you know, a few of my close friends um, knew about it. And, um, but, you know, there's only, you can't talk to them about the things every single day. You know, there's only like people don't want to hear that shit over and over. Like that's exhausting, you know, it's exhausting on them. Um, so yeah, it's just four years of this big silence and this fucking weight on, on my shoulders. And, you know, the last time it was really triggering because the last time I kept a big secret for a man was the man that was sexually abusing me. So it fucking took its toll on me. And then I think it's just smashed me down finding out that he, actually never loved me. Like I convinced myself to stay in that affair um, because I I truly like wholeheartedly every inch of my being and my soul, my fibre believed he was so in love with me, but it was so complicated and he didn't know how to make this work because, you know, there were kids involved and this and that. And to find out and I'd begged, like I'd begged that whole time, like if this, if it's, if you don't love me, if it's just a game, if it's an ego boost, like just tell me, like I'll wear that, you know, um, let me move forward. And, you know, it was always, no, that's not it, that's not it, that's not it. And, yeah, to find out that it was all a lie and I'd kept this huge secret for nothing and I'd gone against my values for no fucking reason at all and I have wasted four years of my life and I've put things on hold and I've missed opportunities and I've done this and that it was it's a lot it's a fucking lot and yeah it's a hard feeling to realize that yet what again once again you know you've been used and abused and lied to by a man and yeah that was just it's just been a fucking barrage of fucking bullshit for my mental health so I'm trying to swim through it and I'm trying to come back and it's hard because I am, I'm so fucking exhausted. But social media is, is my job. Like it is my job now. It's what I'm trying to pursue. It's a way that it's the only way that I can try and give my kids the life that I want to. It's the only way I can try and push forward and get into a position where I can, you know, buy a house and give them security in life and 
finally breathe again because, you know, I'm a single mum that homeschools, that has no help. I can't go out and get a fucking nine to five job. Like it just, you know, it's, and in today's economy, that's not going to get me where I need to be. I need to have a platform. I need to have an ability that can bring in, you know, large amounts of money to give them that security. So the only way to grow yourself and get to that point is to put yourself out there more. And right now I'm just like, I just want to crawl into a ball in my bed and lock myself away and not come out for like a year. Like I'm really tired and I wish someone could come and, you know, tickle my back and cook me dinner and rock me to sleep. (laughs) Like I just really want to regress, but I can't, I don't have that luxury. Like I've had a couple of weeks where I've stepped back and financially we take a hit because of that. You know, I can't and people will go, you know, rest and you don't have to be present. You don't have to show up, but I do. It's my job. I do. I don't have an option or we don't pay the bills or, you know, Munro can't do her Stedfords or, you know, we don't get ahead or we fall further back. Like it's just, it's fucked. It is what it is. And yeah, I'm trying to push. I've started to do a few more videos on my TikTok, you know, over the next few days or try and trickle out more. I know I need to go live and I just, I'm mentally trying to prepare myself for that one. Um, you know, because all the, all the shit comes out as well. And it's not that the trolls, they're not the ones that break me. It's just exhausting. Like it's, I'm not worried by the comments that will come. I'm not worried by the bullshit that they'll twist and spin and, you know, manipulate and, and change and change their own narratives on my, on my stories that I'm putting out there. Um, it just becomes draining to, you know, you're like, okay, God, I get so message, so many messages all the time and I'll go, okay, all right, I'm going to try and, you know, get back to a few messages today and I'll jump on and, you know, you'll get back to a message, you'll get back to another one and then you'll have all this shit come in or you'll find out you're messaging someone thinking that, you know, you're getting along or helping someone and then find out, oh, they're actually behind one of the troll accounts and it's just draining, man, it's draining, but. I don't know. I don't know where I was going with that. <laughs> I don't fucking know, even in case you can't tell. Fucking tired. I'm just fucking tired. And I know so many people are feeling the same. Like so many people have just had enough. And I think, you know, maybe the whole COVID shit does come into play in it, you know, and it's not, this is an argument of who's right, who's wrong in whatever fucking side you sit on, but there's no denying for either side. It has been fucking draining it's been a draining few years of, you know, being controlled and treated like a child and told stay indoors, go out, stay indoors, go out, social distance, don't do this, don't communicate with anyone, communicate, don't communicate, stand 1.5 metres, put a mask on your face, do this, fucking do that. Like it's a fucking exhausting time. It's an exhausting time and as an empath and it, is, it was an exhausting time to deal with and, yeah, I think just so many of us have hit that wall of like what the fuck? fuck was the last few years I'm so fucking tired I'm so exhausted I don't know what the fuck's going on in my life anymore everyone's fucking coming out with all these conspiracies we're in a fucking matrix I don't know what's fucking happening we're just all fucking head fucked and I think that's where some of us can take comfort is knowing you know what uh so many years you know we might have been like oh there's only the, the odd few people that are fucking really struggling we'll take comfort that you know 99% of us at the moment are really fucking struggling. 
Um, and we just have to start verbalizing that. We really have to start talking about that and normalizing that because it's exhausting. And the only way we're going to heal is by not silencing ourselves and having these conversations and not, yeah, like I think, oh, that's, I think previously I was trying to get to this point, but then I got fucking sidetracked. Um, you drown in silence was what I was getting at. And then I started going on the fucking Dave rampage. Um, <laughs> emotional damage. Um, yeah, we, we can't silence ourselves for other people's comfort. Like I was driving along before and I was thinking, reflecting back on the conversation I had with my friend and I touched on, you know, her feeling like she can't share her story and um, me feeling like, you know, I hold back and I've only recently shared that this is another thing that's happened. Like I've stopped talking to my mum at the moment and I don't know whether this will be permanent. I don't know what is going to happen from that. But, you know, I was saying like it's really hard because for so many years, like I share so much about, you know, what I went through with my stepdad and experiences I've gone through, you know, in other circumstances in my life. But I've never really touched too much on mum because she's still alive and I feel a lot of guilt because, you know, she's at fault for a lot of things and, you know, I feel heavy for her carrying that shame, which I shouldn't have to. Like it's my experience and I shouldn't have to silence myself because of that. And, you know, same with the Dave thing and he reached out, please don't say anything. Oh, the children, why don't you think of the children? Like, sorry, if you don't want to be the bad guy in someone's story, don't fucking be the bad guy. If you're truly sorry and authentically sorry and, you know, you want to heal and move forward, then you will happily go share, speak your truth, share whatever you need to get out. Like all of us should be able to speak our truths and truths and share our stories to heal. Like we shouldn't have to silence ourselves for someone else's fucking comfort because we're never going to fucking heal in that. Like you will drown, you will drown in silence and we have to speak. We have to talk about every fucking thing, everything everything like it's it's a proven fact you know everyone's telling us oh go to therapy like it's it helps to talk about things yeah it does not of all us not all of us have the time to go to fucking therapists all the time so yeah let's put it on a blog let's fucking make a video and share it on fucking tiktok let's fucking put up an instagram post let's get out with a fucking megaphone and share it down the fucking street like if that's what helps you heal getting it out will help you heal all right and it's you don't owe anyone anything in this fucking life and sitting there silencing yourself and not speaking your story and not sharing your truth will fucking overwhelm you to the point where you just fucking fall apart and you don't know left from right up from down you don't know what you're fucking doing with your days or your life like you'll be overwhelmed confused and exhausted so share your stories let's talk about these struggles. Let's talk about, hey, I'm having a bad day. I'm not okay today. Like I can't get my fucking shit together. I haven't fucking showered in a week. I don't know what I'm doing. Someone fucking help me and motivate me. Like if we all could fucking speak freely like that, freely like that, maybe we would feel more motivated. Maybe we would be able to get our shit together because someone would be like, oh, you know, I know exactly how you're feeling. I had that fucking day last week. Get your shit together. Get up. Have a shower. Let's fucking talk about it. What's fucking overwhelming you? Which cunt's pissed you off today? Like, let's fucking deal with it together as a fucking community instead of on your own, bottling things up. And yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know where to go with that from there. Um, but yeah, truth sets people free. And Speaking about things, you know, helps create an answer or just a weight off your fucking shoulders. And 
Even right now, I'm puffed out. I'm fucking tired. I'm so fucking tired. And I could have used this hour to fucking nap, to be honest. But um, I feel a lot better just speaking about these things. And I don't even know if this episode will go out, to be honest. I will probably, because I was touched on the other stuff um, with my friend, I probably will send this to her first. And um, if she's okay with that, then you are listening to this. If she's not, then only she got to listen to this. You're welcome. Um <laughs> That's 40 minutes of her life she'll never get back to. <laughs> um, but, yeah, anyway, speak your truth. Let's talk about fucking mental health. Let's normalise not being okay and having it together. And that's, you know, I'm so open about being a fucking hot mess. Like, I am not an Instagram mum. My house is in fucking chaos all the time. I don't have my shit together. I never fucking brush my hair. I fucking don't do my fucking makeup. Like, I look like a hobo all the fucking time. And, um, you know, I make no secret of that, but still people think that I've got it together, probably because, you know, the kids attend their therapies and their classes and this. But, mate, we're falling apart. We're falling apart here. Don't ever think I've got my shit more together just because, you know, Munro does fucking dancing six days a week, you know. We're probably living on takeout six days a week, whereas you might be fucking cooking a beautiful home-cooked meal six days a week. Or maybe you're not. Maybe you're living on takeout too and you're still fucking whatever. But none of us have our shit together. None of us. And if anybody claims they do, they're fucking lying or they're fucking billionaires. (laughs) Because I think if we all had a lot of money, we could all get our shit together because we could all delegate a hell of a lot more jobs. But for those of us that aren't millionaires, none of us, no matter what you're seeing on social media, have our fucking shit together. Like we're all just fucking wigging it throwing it together, pushing fucking shit to the side to take a nice fucking polished photo to put up on Instagram. Like if they page that camera around, you know, the house is probably a mess behind them or, you know, they're washing, they probably haven't done this 78 days or, you know, they're probably fighting with their partner. Like there's so much shit that goes on. And yeah, it's just, I think people need to start to be more open and honest about that. And the struggles that we're all going through and, you know, things that we've been through and survived to help others get through that and survive that. Um, I get so many messages all the time from people, you know, really thanking me and that they've been able to, you know, feel a little bit stronger because they've been through similar things or, you know, the tools that I've shared have helped them as well. And, you know, again, I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. So don't like sharing your story. You don't have to have it together to share your story. You know, just whatever you've done to survive might be key to somebody else's survival. You know, it can be really helpful to somebody else to to go through that and understand that. So, yeah, I think um, I think it's definitely time we all had a lot more conversations. And these events have been eye opening for me. And you know, I'm still learning and, and shifting through it. And you know, just trying to be a solid network for my friend right now. And um, you know, one day I hope that she make sense of this this journey that she's gone through and can share it and fucking make a really big impact because I'm telling you what things like hashtag are you okay day have always fucking grinded my gears but that is not the solution to fucking mental health and also seeing the aftermath of mental health of of the support afterwards and I'm not going to go into that again until she's shared things like that publicly and I don't know what she'll want me to share right now but yeah it's definitely been eye-opening to what's available or what support happens after that or, you know, what is provided. Like, to me, it's not enough. To me, it's not um, suitable. To me, it's not what should happen, you know. Um, but, yeah, I, I hopefully 
Um, when um, my friend is ready to talk, you know, I can have her on here. We can have those discussions about things that I think would help and things that she thinks would help. Um, and then we can, yeah, hopefully blow it out of the fucking water and, and I don't know, hopefully one day make some changes. But, uh, yeah, anyway, I think somewhere in amongst that conversation I had thought about touching on something else, but also somewhere in that conversation I've completely lost where I wanted to go with that. So you're welcome. Um, I'll cut this one off here because it's been a 43-minute fucking ramble that probably doesn't make any sense at all. <clears throat> but I still, again, like I said, I just wanted to get this out. And, you know, some weeks on my podcast will be really helpful and really insightful and really inspiring and some might be funny and some are probably just going to make you be like, well, that was a fucking waste of my life and I'm not going to apologise for that because you made the choice to fucking listen. So <laughs> sucked into you. But anyway, I hope you all had a beautiful new year. I really, really do. Um, mine was fucking chaotic, but it was still nice to have. I still got to share it. I'm so thankful that, um, you know, I got to have my friend with me and she survived and we could bring in the new year together. And, you know, hopefully, hopefully this year is amazing for everyone, for her, for all of us. For me, I hope we can all heal and find our strength. And, you know, I really just want to get even more real on my platform this year and share a bit more and, you know, start to touch on the things with my mom and, um, you know, um, my sister and, you know, relationships and fractured relationships and stumbling through and, and my own healing journey. And when I fucking get my shit together, I can't wait to be like, this is what worked for me, guys. We're fucking finally got it together. If anyone ever completely gets their shit together anyway, we'll find that out together, won't we? Um, but I am really committed to healing because I don't, like I want to break this cycle. I don't want my kids to go through this shit. I don't want them to ever feel so overwhelmed or confused. And, you know, I, I need to get them stability. And the only way I'm going to get these kids stability is to fucking hustle and work my ass off. And the only way to hustle and work my ass off is to be in a good headspace. So, I'll get to my good headspace and you can watch me hustle and make sure that you follow all my social media and like all my posts and subscribe to all this shit because it all fucking helps. And, um, yeah, take care of you guys. Um, I, again, I'm going to make sure that my friend is okay with me posting this. Um, if I post this, I will be attaching some numbers for, um, you know, lifeline and, and things like that. If you feel like you need to talk to someone, please reach out. Um, you know, there is always someone that will listen. We do have services that, that I'm sure Lifeline, I know that they operate again. I'll double check and put it in the description of this, but they have set hours that there's always someone there on the phone. And I do know that there is a number that you can text if it's after hours or someone's not available. So you can always have someone to talk to, but you know, even if you feel uncomfortable, reach out to your friends, reach out to your family. Like it's okay to speak up. It's okay to say you're not okay. It's okay to say that you need help. And as, as, as I continue to learn the tips and tools and strategies and, and platforms that help and, and things that are out there, you know, I will share them with you loud and proud because I don't want anyone to ever end up where my friend felt like I just, yeah. Um, but yeah, anyway, thanks. If you've made it this long into this lesson, thanks for listening. And um, I appreciate all the support. You know, I've said it before. I'll say it until my dying day. I am truly thankful to everybody that supports us, that holds space for us, that has allowed my platform to grow where it is today. And 
um, yeah, hopefully grow even bigger from here. So thank you all and have a beautiful morning, afternoon, evening, night, whatever it is, wherever you are. All right. See you guys. Me again. I just wanted to quickly add this in. I've wrapped up the episode, but I've now since gaining the phone numbers to include in the description of this, um, I just got my wires crossed and I wanted to jump on here and give the correct information. Um, so Lifeline is a 24-hour crisis counselling um, support network. You can call them 24 hours a day. Um, the number is 13 11 14. Um, you can text them. So it's the texting service that's only available uh, from 12 p.m. to mid night you can text if you'd prefer to text somebody um and the number for that is zero four seven seven one three one 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 four um i've also included in this description a link to beyond blue um, they aim to increase awareness of depression and anxiety you can contact them on one three hundred two two four six three six um, and then also there is a suicide callback service they provide 24-hour support seven days a week um, if you or someone you know is feeling suicidal you can contact them on one three hundred six five nine four six seven again i will include it in the description i just wanted to come and give the correct information on that because i know sure I said something um, during the podcast um, about that, thinking that it was limited hours. But there is somebody there to talk to at all hours. I know it is really hard um, to reach out to people when you're feeling really low, but um, yeah, let's keep spreading spreading those numbers and that information. Um, but yeah, anyway, I hope you're all hanging in there as best you can, sending so much love and abundance. And um, I look forward to getting my next podcast out. Thank you all for listening to my podcast. Make sure you are following all of my socials. We've got Instagram with Sarah Mills underscore amongst the stars. TikTok is Sarah Mills underscore ATS1 for now. Who knows until we get that one banned. YouTube is probably Sarah Mills amongst the stars as well. I don't know. Find a link tree. They'll all be in there. Thanks, guys.